With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back, everybody. After a couple days off here from the semifinals of the World Cup, I'm Nolan Kelly, back with Giovanni Vidal, the man behind our soccer projections here at Stochastic. We are going to be breaking down the World Cup semifinals. Also, I'm, I'm going to be talking a little bit less than, than usual. Maybe my I just got back from the dentist and my mouth is a little frozen here. So if you see me drooling down the side of my chin, you know, don't uh, don't stress yourself out. Giovanni, what's going on? We had some upsets over the weekend, uh, but uh, some good games still remain. Yeah, it's uh, France just continues their uh, Cinderella fairy tale. From France? Yeah. <laughs> what were they to start the tournament? Like a plus 8,000? It was, it was good value, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, Greg Ehrenberg, one of our guys on Odd Chopper DFS, you're probably familiar with him. He has like a $50 ticket on Morocco, and he wins like $12,000 if they win or something like that. So we'll yeah. see. We'll see what happens. But uh, fingers crossed for him. Uh, let's just quickly shout out, before we get into it, shout out our sponsor, No House Advantage. $50 deposit bonus for you if you use the link below or in the pinned comment section. They have versus the house going right now. It's really growing in popularity, so you want to get in on it. You can get 20 time, 21 times your money back if you put six picks into a card. Uh, Over-unders for shots, for shots on target, for passes. Uh, it's a great way to uh, to experience the World Cup, especially if you're not in a betting legal state. Loads of overlay in their, in their fantasy contest as well, so make sure to check all that out. Uh, all right, well, let's get into this slate here. Uh, why don't you just break down your first impressions of the pricing? What we're going to do today, by the way, is just go through the two-game slate, and we'll just do each game. We'll do uh, we'll talk about showdown after. Showdown is probably going to be the bigger contest for each one, but um, we'll we'll cover everything essentially. So yeah, first impressions of the pricing of the slate. What uh, what are you thinking? Yeah, I mean it's a two-gamer across the uh, two different days. Uh, I think the the pricing is a uh, pretty accurate. It has, I believe, it was uh, Messi and uh, Mbappe at the top. I do think there's um, there's Ant- uh, Anton Griezmann that's uh, mispriced a little bit um, as far as his matchup, but uh, overall, I I think it's gonna be uh, Argentina and France at advance. But there, there's really good value to choose from from uh, the Croatian side and from uh, from Morocco side, and we'll get into that. Sounds good. Well, let's break it down first with the Argentina game. Argentina playing the first one tomorrow. 
at, I think it's two o'clock Eastern time. I get my time zones mixed up easily here. Uh, Argentina minus 115 favorites, Croatia plus 370. I'm a little bit surprised at that line. I like think of this game as a toss up just kind of mentally, but maybe I'm just way off base with that. So let's get into this uh, uh, Croatia side first. Uh, Mateo Kovacic, 2.48, one of the better values on the slate, 3,300. I think it may be the best value on the slate at that price point. Luka Modric, 6,100. He's playing a lot and is going to have a really guaranteed safe floor. Juranovic as well, solid, solid floor. And Perisic, 6,400. Borno Sosa, just a lot of the usual suspects that we've seen so far. Uh, what are you doing with this Croatian side? Yeah, I mean, the uh, well, the one interesting side is when the money lines opened, uh, Argentina was um, like a minus 140 or minus 138 around some spots. And now it's uh, the Croatian side is taking uh, some heavy uh, bets in because uh, obviously it's coming more to a, a pick them. But uh, for, for DFS, um, the the Croatian side, I would expect uh, a lot of people to have like two-man and three-man stacks of it. In particular, uh, Levanovic, um, the keeper, just because he is going to see the shot volume. And Argentina has – they haven't really, like, pounced on any team, right? They haven't been scoring, like, three-plus goals uh, with the exception of of Messi getting uh, some penalties and having some really good shots, which actually weren't a high danger just, uh, chances. Just cut out there, Giovanni. Sorry, can you start that again uh, just from the three-man stack portion of what you were saying? Yeah, three-man stack from, uh, from Croatia – I, I think it's very viable in GPPs. It helps you from a price point pay up for even one-offs back from the uh, same game in for Messi and then uh, some pay-up spots for what I think is going to be uh, high-scoring DFS-wise uh, France side. But I like uh, Kovacic, I think, is is way mispriced because uh, he, he hasn't – he does enough, like, offensively and defensively in the midfield as far as – uh, one tackles, drawn fouls, um, and created chances that I don't think he should be min price. Uh, we were getting him at like 4,000 to 4,500 uh, range. And I think that would have been the right price for him. And the odds don't imply that they're going to get blown out. But um, so I think I definitely like Kovacic, and I think he will come in high on just because his price is so low. Uh, Borna Sosa, his price has hasn't dipped. So it's going to be a little harder to get it to, but I think that makes him a good uh, contrarian play in GPPs because he is in a matchup where at least he'll be able to get his offense. He's based more on his offensive volume with crossing and stuff, but uh, Juranovic is uh, is going to be high-owned, high and he I think he has the highest floor outside of uh, Luka Maltrick for the uh, creation side, and anything – Defensive-wise or offensively, he he can score in different ways. So it's hard to get away from him. And his his price tag is way too low, in my opinion. What about uh, uh, what about some of these forwards here? Kramerich, Petkovic, uh, they're getting, like, it's really hard for them to meet value, but their price points have declined. And they're getting almost no ownership in GPPs. At that price point there, are they worth, like, a shot in some lineups? You hope one of them scores maybe – gives you 15 points it's a low scoring slate that seems like that's the only path to profitability for that for them to pay off value right yeah i mean or if they even if they get two shots uh two to three shots and one of them's on target that might be enough because 
how low their price is, it helps you. It'll give up the forward spot. But if you if you look um, like Mbappe, Griezmann, uh, I'm not sure if Messi still is, but uh, they're midfield also eligible. And on DraftKings, you have the utility spot. So it lets you pay up for like a Juranovic mixture with like Theo Hernandez. And that can get you enough of a, a floor with upside in the 10 to 12 range of drafting points where punting in that uh, forward spot, it, it might not be a hit or miss. It might be, they just need to do enough as if you, the contrarian, I mean, the ups, the downside to that or the counter to that is people usually punt the defender spot, but punting the forward spot with this many players with upside being forward midfield and utility eligible that could be just a, a way to get different and you still score enough because you have those core pieces of players that do go off. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I think uh, that strategy is definitely viable, especially in large field GPPs. Uh, one other guy as well, you might want to think about paying down for is a Yasko, don't call me Pep Gavardiol, 2600. If it allows you, if you go with him and uh, the Moroccan defender, um, Atiatala, I think his name is, he's really cheap on the slate. Those two, along with one of the cheaper goalies, allow you to pay up for Messi, Griezmann, and um, Mbappe if that's the route you want to take. So, uh, some him or, or another defender, I guess. Uh, let's move it on over to the Argentinian side here. Uh, we got Lionel Messi, $12,000, 19 points. Not a great value, but I'm assuming just because of the playing time, he's going to feature heavily in your lineup. Enzo Fernandez, Alex McAllister, Angel Di Maria, who came in, I think he's nursing a sore groin, came in towards the very, very end of that game, 12.76 points. Looks like you have him starting. Now, Julian Alvarez, 7,300. Uh, so let's talk about Lionel Messi. Are you going to be pressing the lock button on him at that price, or are you going to be mixing and matching with Mbappe? Yes, I am, and because uh, there is two, two players, uh, or two to three players that I think are – massively underpriced and and like their min price so you can still fit Messi with Mbappe or Messi with uh, Griezmann um but M Messi has a, a goal contribution in every single uh match I believe and even if you just go further out for a bigger sample size outside the uh the World Cup it's uh he has an like for his uh for Argentina he has like an over 60% goal contribution rate and that doesn't take into account the floor, which comes from uh, drawn fouls, uh, shots, regardless of whether they're on target or not, and uh, created chances for his teammates. It's, you're just hoping that one of his teammates uh, connects, which um, it, sh it should regress to that because um, his assist totals are really well with Argentina outside this tournament. So he just needs one of his teammates to uh, connect on the chances he's uh, giving them. What about the rest of the squad? It doesn't look like there's much to like here and, and i'm guessing you'll be heading a little bit more towards france but who else are you getting to um i, w I would think that uh rodrigo de paul is uh still a good play just because he takes indirect sh uh set shares and uh he does jump up um a little more so than uh than like enzo fernandez does in the midfield like he'll jump up and uh maybe even alexi McAllister. uh might drop back a little bit. Uh, Fernandez and McAllister are a little bit better on the defense, and you can't just everybody jump up against Croatia because they're, they're going to hit you in the counter. 
and they're a really good team, especially in the midfield to, for outlet passing. But DePaul at least will jump up and take his chances. Right there, you're kind of just hoping that he gets um, like a shot on goal or uh, or finds the back of the net. But I think he has enough of a floor with uh, with some interceptions, tackles one, and his indirect sets on his share out, uh, opposite of uh, Angel Di Maria's uh, side. Uh, you do run the risk with him, though. That's why I would say as a GPP play, you run the risk of him foul, over fouling or even drawing a, a card. But Angel Di Maria, I do like for the floor. I think he only he only came in because he was needed to when when they were starting to make a well a comeback in the uh, previous match. I don't think if if they felt comfortable enough, I don't think they would have uh, brought him in at all. I think the point was to keep him uh, nursing that injury until so he can be a full go in this match. I mean, it's all all hands on deck for them in this match. They they do. I mean, the Netherlands was a, a tough opponent, right? But yeah, isn't like the, the counter argument to that? It was all hands on deck last match as well. Yeah, but I think that uh, Di Maria wasn't fit to come in. Like right. that's why he didn't start. But I don't. It's when they got when the Netherlands came back and tied it up. Then they needed uh, Di Maria. I think if if Argentina was only winning like one nothing with 60 minutes or something or at halftime, or if they were losing, he would have came in a lot sooner, but it, gotcha. it's hard, it's hard to tell. Like that's, uh, that's a good point, right? Like maybe it was just the game script and then Weghorst scoring or Weghorst scoring in like the 90, whatever it's minute. Then all of a sudden you're like, all right, let's, we don't need to rush this. Uh, let's bring him on. So definitely if he starts, uh, I would be maybe a little bit worried about his minutes, but definitely seems like it's possibility that he that he gets some run or comes in off the bench as well um what uh let's let's just shift the showdown here uh how are you approaching this game uh who are your favorite captain picks and what is what kind of roster constructions are you looking at i think this game is going to be a very low scoring game personally um but um but as far as uh, the uh, construction i think i would lean four to argentina and that might be the the popular side. Uh, usually, when there's no clear cut favorite, it's only a slight lean to a side. Three three would come in as the uh, most popular build. I would lean the four two. I have no issues with putting in Emilio Martinez in the flex spot. I would not go as far as for the captain because if he does see that enough shot volume, like four or five shots, I think he does allow one to go in. And for the captain side, you kind of don't you want that goal scoring upside. Um, Messi would be my preferred choice. That captain, he's going to come in highly owned. I think a, a nice um, captain's uh, choice might be uh, pivoting off of uh, Messi to Di Maria because he has a higher floor than anybody else on the team, barring any kind of injury or him going out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, Julian Alvarez, he does need a goal or else you're done, but he needs a goal or you're done at that price even in the flex spot. So if you're going to put him in the flex, why not put him in the captain? Because you are chasing that goal, and that could be the difference in what is projected to be a low-scoring game. From the the Croatian side, it, Modric would be like a cash game uh, captain choice, even if you favor Argentina just because he has that floor. Mm-hmm. And the, uh, the tackles won in the midfield, the interceptions, drawn foul rates. But uh, I think it would be interesting to go with like a uh, – Juranovic, just because um, if they were to, if 
Croatia were to concede early, Juranovic is going to be uh, leading the charge on the right side, I think more so than uh, Borna Sosa, just from the uh, the recent games that we've seen. And you know he can score on the uh, on the opposite side yeah. and uh, defensively. So You haven't mentioned goalies at all. We've seen some huge performances from Livakovic last game. Uh, what like they, they seem to have some upside here because we've seen so many of these games going to extra time. You know, you're you're kind of just collecting points at that point, especially with so many guys getting subbed off. Uh, I feel like that's viable in these in these showdown slates. Yeah, I, I guess that was when I got cut off because I, I, oh. I started the two three. I said, even if you were going with Messi. I do like uh, Levanovic uh, in net just because he's going to see shot volume. I think there's going to be a low-scoring game. And the goalies, they project about the same. And if you look at the actual uh, game scores after the games, most goalies, like the cheaper goalies are outscoring or on a per-dollar rate, they're coming in higher value on a per-dollar rate than any of the starters because – I mean, any of the favorite goals because their price tags, they give up a goal, then you're really struggling if they don't get the, the W and they won't get the W on DraftKings if they go to a shootout. Right. So I do like Levanovic, um, and I do like him a bit more than Bono because, well, we'll get to that. But <laughs> Yeah, sounds good. I think his ownership could be out of control too. So let's move it over to the Moroccan French side. Uh, these lines, France minus 185, Morocco plus 600. Uh, you know, this game, I think we're expecting Morocco to park the bus and counterattack. I don't think that's uh, that's pretty much what they've been doing all game or all all um, uh, World Cup long. So it's really just a question of whether or not France can break them down. I think we'd all expect them to. We do have some good values, though, here. It looks like Ashraf Hakimi still a uh, solid value, 12 points, and probably won't get a ton of ownership. Bounou, 3,800, 2.3 value. And uh, Atiat Allah, 2,800, 2.38 value. So all those are shaping up as some of the better value plays in the slate. How much Morocco are you going to be getting to given some of these values? I, th- um, I think in GPP, uh, two to three is viable. Uh, you can mix and match either two to three man stacks from Morocco or from uh, Croatia, and it will um, serve the same uh purpose as far as getting you like those goal hunters from the opposite sides um but for me i in particular i i really like uh atiat the uh the defender and he projects well he projected the same as he did the uh the previous match we had him and i think he got like an assist or something so that was uh he actually smashed that price and i would have thought it would have come up a little bit but it hasn't probably because the matchup, but um, I do like him. He's uh, defensively, he doesn't have to go against uh, Mbappe, which is my concern for uh, Hakimi. The uh, the teammates might know each other well from uh, Paris Saint Germain, but uh, but I think it's going to be a, a tough battle for Hakimi. As he can get his uh, his one tackles, he's a very good defender, but I don't think he's he's as fast and physical as uh, Kyle Walker was. So I don't think that uh Mbappe is gonna get shut out again mm-hmm. um so I would go with uh Atiyat just because it's it's a min price um for DraftKings it's uh it's it's a better um floor than than getting a uh than punting a center back which uh which right. really needs a clean sheet for that floor right um 
And then uh, what about? Oh, good. Um, the only other person uh, for me for um, Morocco would probably be. Uh, I have no issues with Buffo again, just because. Uh, that's what I was going to ask you about, because like these are these are probably still going to be fairly low owned striker plays, uh, forty nine hundred forward plays. Uh, and Nestri scored last game. Buffal as well. Both I think they both got subbed off fairly early just because of the you know the game script. But there's always exists the possibility for that counter attacking goal. It sounds like you're not going to have very much. No, I mean uh, at Nestri, I, I would say is similar to the. Uh, the Petrovic or uh, or Kermanic, uh play from uh, Croatia, where if you want to pay up um, to get higher upside uh, defenders, then take your punt there um, with uh, a Nazri or. Uh, but I think that um, Petrovic and Kramatic uh, as a one-off in the forward spot um, is, if not the same uh, price tag or lower, and it offers uh to me more upside than uh and Nasri just because Croatia is going to play this like they're going to be back and forth with time of possession uh with scoring chances they're not they don't have to sit back and wait for a penalty they 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 are good enough to match chances for chances whereas I think like you said before Morocco is going to take limited chances and limited chances is very tough for the forwards unless they connect on their one or two shots and Nasri had one shot and they so, have been lucky to do that so far, and so they, and I'm guessing that luck is going to run out at some point, but you never know. Uh, French side, Theo Hernandez, 6,300, massive price increase here. Uh, really as well, though, from, from your projections. By the way, before we get into the French side, make sure to sign up for Giovanni's projections, $8.95 per week, but use the link below. You can get them for free for three days. So uh, you can get this covered, and I'm sure Giovanni will have the World Cup final up pretty quick as soon as DraftKings does it. So if you sign up like tomorrow morning, maybe you can probably get like three days of soccer or just wait for the EPL to come back in about uh, two weeks. I got my Liverpool pride to the mercy side. Footy. I'm ready. Tired. I'm over it. I'm over that loss on Saturday. Uh, all right, let's get into it. Sorry about that. Theo Hernandez, 63, 2.35. Griezmann probably going to feature heavily. It seems like he'll, I'm guessing he will be the most owned player on the slate at that price point, or may, maybe close to it. Uh, I like Rabiot as well as Chuomeni. Uh, Chuomeni scored last game. One of the thing, one of the reasons I kind of like them is just because, like in these in these scenarios where the other team's parking the bus, it allows the more um, uh, defensive-minded midfielders to get up the pitch a little bit and have some more offensive opportunities. So I'm 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 probably going to be sneaking some of those guys uh, into my lineups, but. Uh, I'll throw it over to you. Like, what are you, what are you doing with France? Uh, Mbappe is expensive and has some opportunity cost there, but you know he's going to be playing full ninety. Uh, give me your uh, France rundown, your money. Yeah, France is is my favorite side, uh, and I have no issues with three to four. Uh, I mean, even without the keeper, if you wanted, if you had the money for uh, Hugo Lloris, then uh, that would make it a five man stack. But uh, um, Mbappe, obviously, uh, Antoine Griezmann is actually going to be my highest owned. I think he's still uh, he's too cheap. He has the the set pieces. Uh, his contribute. He hasn't found the back of the net, but uh, it's, it's and it's not really him taking a lot of shots. But uh, the creative chances are there. He just needs his teammates to finish, and his teammates have been finishing for him. So his. Um, one of the highest floors he has, and uh, 
and he does have the upside of any goal contribution. Um, as far as uh, Olivier Giroud and uh, Usman Dembele, it's pretty much the uh, the same uh, the same for me as when I run the uh, the ownerships. Whichever one comes in a uh, lower owned, that'll be the one I'll try to flip flop. Like if one comes 30, 15 percent or something like that, I'll try to just flip it and go 30, 15 the other way with them because they're both uh, scoring dependent. But Dembele has a a higher floor. He uh, he has drawn foul rates. Uh, he has the uh, the crossing volume, and he delivers as not as much as Mbappe, but he delivers as well to Giroud. So who's to say that an assist if Giroud connects is not coming from Dembele instead of uh, Mbappe? Keep in mind they might uh, put some extra help on Mbappe's side and try to shut him out, just like uh, England did. And like I said, uh, Hakimi is not, in my opinion, is not as good. He's a great offensive player and a good defender but uh Kyle Walker to me just defensive wise with the speed is is more elite uh so he can he was able to do it a little one-on-one with Mbappe for majority of the game but uh Hakimi I think will need um some help dropping back that'll force Mbappe to sometimes uh drop it back to Theo Hernandez or even uh play it in the middle and then try to get one of those comebacks from uh from Griezmann. So I do like Mbappe just because he is a scoring threat. He takes, he'll take the penalties for them. I'm sure uh, given that he's trying to get that golden boot now and his shot volume is just uh, always there. And if Morocco sits back, he can shoot from anywhere. So regardless of whether, if you're going to plug the middle and make it tough for Giroud to uh, get open, then Mbappe or Dembele can both shoot from the outside. As far as the midfield, uh, like, like you said, uh, uh, Sushimani or uh, Rabio, um, one off, um, uh, one or the other for me. So I'll just mix and match, try to get like a little bit over whatever the ownership comes in, and just say, um, like set a rule. Slight if, preference for Rabio. I think he moved, he he's more involved in the offense, right? Yeah, and and he, his size just uh, yeah. he actually connects. Yeah, he connects on more headers or attempted headers. Than even uh, Rafael Varane or uh, Ucano does from the, from the defensive side. So that's, I mean, at that price, uh, you don't need that many shares, and uh, it would be a, a huge uh, leverage play if he does find the back of the net. Cool. Uh, I like it. I think we're on the same page there. Give me your favorite uh, captain play and your favorite contrarian captain play uh, from this game. Favorite contrarian captain play uh, would have to be uh, Hakimi because if he shuts down uh, Mbappe, at least he'll get he'll hit that upside of tackles one and interceptions, and then he does sit on the set shares with uh, Hakim Ziyech. Um, And my favorite captain is Antoine Griezmann because I think Mbappe will come in with the highest uh, owned despite the price, and then Griezmann and Giroud will. Uh, will come in similar, if not Griezmann a little bit higher, but his significantly higher floor makes me like him a lot more than Giroud and than Mbappe. All right. Favorite roster construction? Um, it's going to be 5-1 France. I think 4-2 and 5-1 France is going to be the more popular, but I do think it's going to be a lot of people playing 
the 4-2 of Morocco, the, which including Bono in the flex. And and, and it's it's warranted because he's been amazing. But I think the uh, his run comes to an end. And I'm going to fade Bono in the flex and uh, 5-1 uh, France. All right. We're going to get out of here. Before we do, give me your top three owned players on the two-game slate. Uh, Antoine Griezmann. Uh, Theo Hernandez and uh, Lionel Messi. That's gonna do it. Uh, by the way, are you pulling for anyone at this stage of the World Cup? Morocco, Argentina. Um, well, I do have the future still from uh, for Argentina. That's live, and uh, I'm in. I have a pool like a, one of those DraftKings pools yeah. where the the final I have as. In one of the lineups, the finals I have is Argentina beating France. So I think because of the Morocco upset and the Croatia upset, I don't think I can't get first, but it's still second or third pays a, a good amount of money. I think it's like even if you split it, it's still like over two grand each. So nice. That's awesome, man. I'll be pulling for it. As long as Croatia doesn't make it to the final, I'll be happy. That's all I want. Yeah, like, me too. Like a Lino Messi win. And, uh, you know, Morocco makes it, it'd be pretty amazing and pretty entertaining, even though they do not play the most entertaining style of, of football. But thank you so much for joining us today. Don't forget to uh, check out our sponsor, No House Advantage, by clicking that link below and get yourself free 50 bucks and, and take advantage of that overlay. And come on in the Discord and say hi to Giovanni once you get signed up for that uh, soccer package, three ninety five or three days free, eight ninety five per week after that. That's going to do it for us, Giovanni. We'll see you for the World Cup final. I think we'll probably release this the next one on Thursday. Thank you, guys.